Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy and this is Rhee. Hi everyone. And today we're going to be talking about the Bahrain race weekend. So Rihanna, what were your predictions for this for this weekend? The first race of the season is always the hardest one to predict because you only have testing and, um, well yeah, you only have testing to go off. So um, it was a hard one, but I think we all knew that Mercedes were going to be up there. It's just where the Red Bull had closed that gap a little bit and I think to begin with, I, you can be optimistic. I was hoping that um, Red Bull were going to close that gap and we'd get a lot more fighting. But at the end of the day, it's Mercedes. They they pulled out the bag the last good few years. So it was really hard to tell whether they were going to. What were yours, Amy? Um, I think definitely we knew Mercedes were going to be up there, obviously. And I was the same as you, really. I was wondering whether Red Bull had done enough um, from last season to get up there and like battle with Mercedes and uh, I'm just very glad that they did to be quite honest with you. Yeah it definitely gave us a good show and <laughs> that's what we want at the end of the day some exciting racing. Oh, 100% so let's talk about free practice Um McLaren obviously were looking very strong out there during the free practices especially Norris. Yeah no that was really good to see it's good to see um, a midfield team doing really well for themselves and yes McLaren was strong last year and it was good to see that they hadn't dropped any performance. And yeah, it was really good to see Norris putting in those really good lap times um, and getting up there with um, the Red Bulls and Mercedes doing fast laps. But yeah, really, really good to see. Yeah, I must admit, every time I saw Norris's name go straight to number one, I got very excited. I was like, <laughs> this boy is doing so good. But yeah, I think both Norris and Ricardo have come out very strong um, this season. It's been a really strong start for them. And I think especially with Ricardo um, only just coming to the team and sort of still getting to grips with the car and everything, it just show, goes to show like he's got a lot coming for him. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's definitely good to see that he hasn't, even though he's been in the sport a long time, he's still on form. And I, I think, yeah, he's... I think he will be at the top of his game really on in um, McLaren. You can tell that although it's it's a new environment, you can tell that he's he's not nervous and he's just ready to get stuck in. 100%. I'm sticking with my prediction from last episode. I think Ricardo is going to do amazingly at McLaren and I think it was 100% the right move for him. So, let's talk about Red Bull. Yeah, they're looking very fast as always. I I feel like even with last year they they do have a fast and they definitely do have a competitive car. And yeah, you can argue that Max is an exceptional driver, but at the end of the day, an exceptional driver needs an exceptional car to start winning races. So yeah, Red Bull have not let themselves down on pace at all this year. No, they were so fast in free practice and it was just incredible to see. And obviously um, with Max getting up there on the top spots was just incredible. And obviously Mercedes in free practice, they their pace wasn't there really, was it? No, you, you can never tell with Mercedes, especially in practice. You can never tell if they're they're sandbagging or not, and it it's it's a shame because you you do really want to you want pre practice to see what you can do, when, who's going to be placing highest, and I guess you can see that in FP three, but definitely um, the pre practice one and two, you you just can't really tell who's who's giving it their all and who's holding back a little bit. Um, but what I think one of the most interesting things is obviously there's been an aerodynamic rule change. And I think Mercedes have lost, I think, a couple of seconds on their car last year, which we don't know if if that has affected their performance massively. But it's definitely something to watch and see how their season progresses with that. 
Yeah, 100%. And I was speaking to my mum after free practice um, and we were saying like, obviously Mercedes don't like to show their true pace until qualifying and you you can kind of see that coming through. So yeah, I think with the new rule change as well, it's been very targeted at the top teams and I feel like that's going to give us a bit more of an interesting um competition yeah 100% and I, I always enjoy enjoy a good rule change because it just means hopefully the the gap is just narrowed a little bit and you will just get more interesting racing 100% so let's talk about qualifying we were not disappointed at all I every after every single um session I was just like wow <laughs> it was not boring I feel like I was on the edge of my seat for the entirety of qualifying and that's not done easily for me like but yeah it was it was pretty pretty full on out there um in qualifying so let's talk about Maspin obviously spinning twice he's now got the new nickname of Maspin <laughs> I love that so much and I, it just I just love how it just literally perfectly works with his name and I have a bad feeling that's just going to stick with him for at least this season or maybe many years to come <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And obviously with Maspin spinning and um, having the yellow flags coming out, um, let's talk about Vettel. This was definitely, oh, this was definitely a weird one. Um, I cannot, after the, the end of Q1, I could not believe that he was 18th, especially after the hype that has been around him at Aston Martin. We really thought he was going to pull it out the bag. Um, but yeah, it was a bit ambiguous to begin with because we all thought that he got he did that bad lap time because he had to lift because of Mazepin's second spin but as we later saw with his um five place grid penalty that he didn't actually lift so in reality he just put in that bad lap time on his own <laughs> yeah and honestly yeah with the hype like you say that's been around him and Aston Martin it's we were expecting a lot more and it obviously just wasn't it wasn't there it's not been a great start for him at all so obviously moving on to some of the technical issues that we had um in qualifying so uh, science's car cutting out in um quality one and obviously the alpines looked very twitchy yeah that was it was it was a shame to see um uh, the alpines not looking you could tell from some of the onboard footage that they were fighting a little bit, especially around the corners. And that's a shame because obviously Renault had a really good car last year that was definitely trying to fight for that that third spot. So to see some um, some of the drivers um, having to feel like battle with the car was was a shame to see. But Alonso, you can you can just tell that his his years and years of experience definitely helps him, and he was able to get that car to qualify in a really good place so you can just tell that even though Alonso might not have the best car he hasn't he hasn't lost any of his his spark and then um, obviously with Ferrari we're talking about um Sainz's car cutting out but by Q2 they were P1 and 2 which is incredible that when because uh, <laughs> that happened right at the end you we were just watching it happen and suddenly Nicola and Sainz were both up there and I was like wait when did that happen <laughs> I was in shock and to be honest, I was questioning everything I'd thought for the season. I think, did they have a better card? Have I just assumed this all wrong? So yeah, that was that was very interesting to see. And it does look like they have built an improved car since last season, which is which is very exciting. 100%. I remember seeing it and texting you and being like, maybe this is the start of something for 
Ferrari, but obviously by Q3, it just, just wasn't to be. Um, Alpha Tauri were looking very fast out there during qualifying. Yeah, you can definitely see that their car is quicker as well. And to see, um, even though it's um, Sonoda's like very first qualifying, very first race, for him to get um, P2 and Q1, that, that was pretty good. I know it's only Q1, but for your very first time, that is absolutely amazing. And you can, you can tell that he's definitely going to be someone to watch over the next few years. Definitely. And obviously, um, Gasly, again, did incredibly well, um, ending up in P5 yeah, for the race. Cool. So that was... So, so obviously, we can't talk about qualifying without talking about Verstappen's pole position. Yeah, that, that was very tensing watching Q3. It was literally down to the last lap, wasn't it? Was it was it Hamilton came across the line first and he, he obviously set his um, provisional pole at a good time and then it was that very last one where Verstappen just beat him and I just felt so excited. It's like, is this, is this the start of um, Red Bull being a real, real challenge to Mercedes and hopefully we'll get more um, poles that aren't Mercedes over the next coming season? 100% like I said I was on the edge of my seat the entire time and as I was watching it I was just like could this be could this be the way forward for F1 yeah definitely and it, what was weird is um obviously Perez was out in Q2 um and I think that was partially down to his um lap time being deleted but it was just it was a shame that he wasn't in Q3 and he wasn't able to help almost challenge for the pole position as well because you can he's a very well yeah he's a well-seasoned driver and I think he definitely could have taken it to Mercedes like Max did and made the the um, lineup a lot more interesting yeah definitely I feel like if he'd been in Q3 he would have really sort of pushed and got quite far up there but obviously unfortunately for him he had his lap time deleted so yeah definitely okay so race day I woke up this morning so excited for the race like you would not believe <laughs> so let's talk it's... about Vettel obviously getting that five place grid penalty I think yeah that I always I, I don't like seeing when I know I know it's frustrating if you're about to do a really good lap time and a, an unfortunate event happens like someone spinning off or whatever but I think at the end of the day if you don't take the right safety precautions and you don't you sacrifice basically safety for a good lap time I just think that's not a very sportsmanlike thing to do and Vettel knows this he's been in it long enough to know that you don't do that and I don't know what he was expecting <laughs> yeah I know um I saw a I remember watching the um pre-race interview with him and when they asked about the fireplace penalty he just said well I was at the bottom anyways so it doesn't really it doesn't really have that much of an effect on him so but yeah he knew what he was doing and he knows he shouldn't have done that so yeah so it's nice to see definitely people just ignoring rules that are there for safety reasons you don't want people getting hurt and you can argue too many people have got hurt in the sport already and you, you just don't want to add to the risk yeah of course so obviously coming to the actual start of the race during the formation lap Perez had a power issue with his car which was horrible to see it was it was just it was just, it's just annoying because even because we know Perez he can climb from the bottom up to the top like we saw in um uh was it Bahrain last year his win he literally came from the bottom straight up to the top so even though uh, was it p11 that he started mm. wasn't the best place to start but at least you knew that there was there was definitely a chance that he would get up there and seeing that power um issue and him having to start in the pits just just 
just made me so annoyed. <laughs> it was just frustrating to see, wasn't it? It was just like, why? Of all <laughs> things to happen on the formation lap, why? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think most people have cast him as definitely a, a front runner and definitely a maybe even a, a championship challenger. So for him to get his, his debut at Red Bull, in the pit lane is definitely not what you want. So obviously the start of the race was very good for quite a few of the cars, apart from Mazpin. I think what we expect at this point, he's already crashed out what, three or spun at least three times before. So <laughs> I was not surprised. The second I saw that has flying, I was like, that is definitely Mazpin. It's- I actually missed what happened and had to watch the replay and uh, my mum was just sat there like he's just gone off he's just gone off and I was like I can guarantee almost guarantee that he has spun and lo and behold he did spin and he I don't know I just it's just not a good start for him and I feel like with the way he's going I don't know how long he is actually going to last in F1. Yeah I always I think with the amount of mistakes and I feel like because the way he crashed out is because he was just a bit too trigger happy on the throttle and that I think an experienced driver wouldn't have made that mistake and I I just feel like he might almost been brought up a little bit too early because obviously he was only in P6 um he only finished sixth in um F2 so maybe one or two more years in F2 might have readied him better for F1 but again it's only the first race so we haven't properly seen what he can do yet but to me it looks like he might have been brought up a little bit too early yeah I agree I know I'm judging him a bit too soon but it is one of those things where you I'm just every time I watch him I feel like he's just not matured enough into the F1 car and um like you said he was very trigger happy um with the throttles so I don't know Maybe he can turn it around the season. Maybe not. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not going to predict anything with him. Um, but it was in- it was interesting to see how basically that changed the race because obviously we had the safety car out and obviously that that stopped any chance of Verstappen getting away. And I think that's what everyone was predicting. If if Verstappen got into the first corner and was first, it was very easy for him to just steal it and just being first in a comfortable lead but obviously the safety car put a massive stop to that yeah I think if obviously the safety car hadn't come out and uh, Maspin hadn't spanned then Verstappen would have got such a better advantage um but obviously things happened and it's one of those isn't it that it's something that you kind of wish hadn't happened but gotta loop with it at the end of the day so let's talk about the other half Schumacher oh the little baby (laughs) (laughs) it was just a shame it was a shame to see because when you when you do have a like a knock or a spin it it can kind of mentally disrupt what you were doing and it was a shame to see that although he did finish he he was just I think there was such a deficit at the back there was no way he could even climb one or two places just because of the time that he lost during that spin and yeah it's, it's just a shame that that was his first F1 race because it would have been interesting to see if Mansman hadn't spun off how them two would have um, raced each other because I think the only way that the end uh, Ahas is going to get races whether it's between each other or maybe a Williams and the Williams um well Russell qualified quite far up but um for a Williams but it's a shame that we couldn't really get to see him race with other people much because his teammate had spun out and then he'd, he'd lost so much time after spinning definitely I think obviously with them two being they've been in F2 as well I'm pretty sure it was Bahrain either last year or the year before that they were both being very competitive with each other so it would have been interesting to see that from an F1 car and an F1 point uh, perspective sorry so yeah 
I feel like he probably just lost a bit of confidence there um, after his span, which is unfortunate. And hopefully he'll be able to pull it back for the rest of the season. So another disappointment, which I'm actually really upset about, is Gasly going from 5th to 19th. I... Honestly, I still do believe that he is going to be one to watch for this season, but it's not really got off to the best start for him. I think, yeah, it was just it was just hugely unfortunate because obviously we see how well he did in qualifying. He was did a lot better than we probably would have predicted. And I think it's a shame because it because he he clipped the McLaren. I think it was only a small bit, but it's his front wing just completely disintegrated under him. Like the whole thing just came off. And obviously it's, that's very hard to come back from because it's, you have to slow down you have to go get the front wing change which takes a long time and then yeah by then that was kind of no recovery possible yeah i i kind of was watching him on the um time board the most of the race and just hoping and praying that he was going to come back up but unfortunately he just he just couldn't make up that time that he lost due to the front wing damage so yeah it was dis- a disappointing race for him and obviously he didn't finish either um, so disappointing race for him and hopefully he will be able to bring it back next next race um, but I think that'll probably have knocked his confidence a bit yeah just yeah just a little bit but at least I think I'm glad that he's in um, AlphaTauri at the moment because if he was in Red Bull yeah that would definitely have knocked him massively but I think he's so comfortable in, in the car he is at the moment so I, I'm I reckon that he'll probably have no problem just getting back into it and ready to basically start again in Italy so Verstappen Paul Verstappen. <laughs> Let's talk about his dip issues. That was just that was just worrying because obviously we saw Perez not well not even start the race in the place he was supposed to, and it must be worrying knowing that your car might cut out on you at any minute and or you'd lose power or something, especially in the very precarious position that he was, um, even being first, second, even being chased or chasing Hamilton. So the last thing you need is your car to give out on you. So I think we're very lucky that that issue pretty much sorted itself out and he was able just to race and it was based on his performance rather than the reliability of his car. Especially at those speeds as well. Like I can't imagine how terrifying it must be to the car just sort of cutting out at those speeds when you've got like 19 other cars coming at you. (laughs) Very, (laughs) very fast pace. Yeah. So um, it was interesting. So lap 18, um, that's when some of the pitting started happening and we saw Hamilton overtake Verstappen for the first time and as much as I like Hamilton as much as like I like him as a driver I just I want someone other than Mercedes to win so when I saw um him go back and out in front and I know once Hamilton is in front he's actually quite hard to overtake him again so when I saw that I just I was I was quite confident when Verstappen was in front that he was going to win but I think after that first one and I just thought uh, that's where the doubt started to creep in and think, okay, well, obviously this tyre strategy is going to come in a lot here. So it it really could be 50-50 whether Verstappen or Hamilton is actually going to win this. Yeah, I think once Hamilton sort of overtook Verstappen, we kind of almost knew that he was going to end up winning the race. Like, obviously, he was on the back foot for the very start of the race. But once he overtook, I just had that, you know, when you just have that gut feeling and... My gut feeling was as soon as he overtook Verstappen, he was going to win that race. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that um, he overtook him in the pits, but that's racing. Yeah, it's racing. (laughs) So, talking about Mercedes and pit stops, Bottas's pit stop. I, uh, 
I just I don't even have the words to describe what happened I just think if especially for Mercedes they're in they know that they're basically the top team you need to get everything down to an art form and you you can't you can't be lacking on pit stop ability like because this is this is not a one-time thing we've seen this happen quite a few times now where pit stops have been messed up and it really can be a deal breaker in a race and obviously um Bottas's pit stop like the mess up basically just closed the door to any opportunity that he could to catch up with Verstappen and Hamilton I mean although I think in reality he probably wouldn't have even if they had put in a good um a good pit stop but it just basically just closed the door on that completely and you just think you're such an ex- you're such a, an experienced team now why aren't you getting low two seconds every single time like um, Red Bull are. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, with from the post race interviews, he did he did say that he wanted to stay out and um, he wanted to carry on for another couple of laps, but he got pulled in um, by the team. And it must be just so frustrating for him to be sat there in the car waiting for them to do their jobs, and it's just it just didn't go well. <laughs> is all we can really say. And also, like the car was put down before they'd even got the tire off and I was just I was watching that in complete and utter shock I was like why would you put the car down before the tires have come off and been replaced like they put it down and they were still trying to get that tire off and I was like it's not gonna come off it's not coming off if your car is down I just I could not believe it yeah I just I just didn't really understand um uh, the tire strategy for for Bottas really it just it would have made sense to keep him out longer and that would I think that could have aided um Hamilton and yeah I know that if he if he had stayed out it might have looked like um Bottas there was a was supposed to aid Hamilton but if Bottas was in favor of that idea like he said on the radio then I, it, it just confuses me why they brought him in but at the end of the day it, it happened so <laughs> we gotta live with the consequences so obviously we're staying in the pit lane um for this next bit but Alonso um having to retire with these brake problems I think that was one of the most I feel like it was quite heartbreaking to watch obviously knowing how much effort and everything that he put in and knowing the car can do well just it's not yeah it was a shame and especially since it kind of came out of nowhere when um, Alonso came into pits I I thought he was just going for a pit stop but then they started putting jacks on and wheeling him in I was like oh what what happened and obviously it was a was a brake problem but it's a shame to see because after he he put in such a so much effort with qualifying and actually got a a good position for compared to Ocon and he was he was doing pretty I think he was doing pretty strong actually or I think what an Alpine can do and yeah it's a shame to see that he didn't get to he didn't get to finish and didn't get to to score any points but yeah it's just a shame and again not not a way to make your uh, debut (laughs) in um, F1. No I feel like again it must just have been so frustrating for him. Obviously, it's his debut with Alpine and it's just a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there's really not much we can say about about it other than let's just hope that he can pull it back and get back to the Alonso that we all know and love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think, yeah, that wasn't wasn't anything of his own doing and he's still definitely a very, very strong driver. But yeah, that, I suppose that leads on to his, his teammate, um, his little incident with um, Vettel, that was, I, I just don't understand. I suppose in the heat at the moment, it can be a little bit weird about what's going on, but Vettel thinking that 
it wasn't his fault I don't understand how he could have thought that yeah it just it seems to be one thing after another for Vettel at the minute and the incident it, it could have been easily avoided so I just yeah I, I agree I don't understand how he's saying that it wasn't his fault and doesn't understand why he's got the penalty but he does have the 10 second time penalty on that so yeah yeah it was yeah it was definitely a weird one and it, it was a shame because I think because I kind of just pulled a really nice move on him and whether obviously it wasn't intentional to go in the back of him but it's yeah it's it's just a shame because obviously doing an overtake takes a lot of effort and then just to lose all that time crashing out with him yeah not definitely not great obviously nobody wants to sort of crash out with little time left in the race and not enough time to sort of get back to where they were wanting to be so yeah it's it's a difficult one and obviously the last five laps were pretty interesting <laughs> yeah I, I was on the edge of my seat throughout the whole thing and I it, it was just because I yeah I was wanting Verstappen to win because I want to see someone other than Mercedes winning and it was it was so heartbreaking seeing because obviously Verstappen overtook him because Hamilton yeah we yeah he made a little bit of a mistake so that allowed um, um, Verstappen to gain enough time to overtake him but the fact that obviously he breached the track limits on that corner and then had to give the position back. And I know that's a very controversial um, point because obviously Hamilton had been going over those track limits a lot and he was actually told to stop. But I think at the end of the day, when Hamilton was breaching those track limits, he wasn't in the process of an overtake. So although it did give him a small advantage, it didn't give him as much as an advantage that it gave the staff when overtaking. So as, as annoying as it is for me to see that, I think it's, I think it's still a fair Thing by the FIA and you get yeah, you, when you're doing an overtake you can't go out the track limits so although it's heartbreaking it is what it is 100% and I think with Verstappen he obviously he gets very sort of irate about these kind of things and um he was not happy about having to give that place back and he was like I will happily take a penalty I just don't want to give this place back but Obviously, the FIA thought that was um, the best thing for that situation. So he obviously had to had to give his place back, which is, like you say, it's frustrating. And um, it would have been nice to have seen Stappen winning, winning the opening race of the year. Um, one of the drivers who I thought was especially strong today, though, was definitely Lando Norris. Our little baby Lando Norris. <laughs> He's just had an amazing performance all weekend. He was, yeah, qualifying, yeah, got definitely easily got into Q3 and got a good track position and, and then overtaking his teammate. And although that was, even though that got caught up in the spin, so whether he actually had to, to fight for that position over Ricardo is um, a different thing. But for him to pretty much be consistently, was it fourth, basically the whole time, um, give or take the pit strategy, but yeah, for him to just maintain that position and bring it home, that's a really good amount of points for McLaren and he should be absolutely amazed with his performance because it was brilliant. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I for one was definitely amazed with his performance. When he got up to P3, yes, it was because uh, Bottas was in the uh, pits, but still the fact that he was able to keep that and he only lost sort of one place there was 
absolutely incredible and obviously P4 is such a good such a good position to finish in and yeah he should, just should be really proud of himself he's done incredible this last weekend and hopefully he'll be able to continue that and get better throughout the season so obviously we have to talk about finally our dri- the driver of the day Checo Perez what a strong performance that was. Yeah, just to think how, how much he's, he overcame um, this whole weekend, having to obviously start from pit lane, basically work his way up. And obviously he was he, he went in very early for new tyres. Obviously he was almost ca- playing catch up with his tyre strategy, which kind of yo-yoed him up and down the grid. But yeah, to finish as high as he did, I really think that if Albon was in that seat, he wouldn't have done as well. And I think it kind of shows that Red Bull probably did make the right decision in making him their driver and yeah I think Perez is shown today that he he will be bringing home some strong points for Red Bull over the coming season. 100% I think with him being the experienced driver that he is um, he just did incredibly well to obviously get back to sort of the top rankings of the race and like you say if it had been Albon or even Gasly in that seat it it probably wouldn't have been the same situation for Red Bull. So I think they've definitely taken the right step um, with having Perez in the seat. And yeah, like you say, hopefully he'll bring in um, the points for Red Bull this season. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Very excited to see where Perez takes Red Bull this season. Okay, so that is everything we have for the Bahrain race weekend. We hope you enjoyed, guys, and we will see you at the next race weekend. Thank you, everyone.